Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Friday, the 3rd of February. It's US Employment Report Friday, and that can mean only one thing. Economists are going to have to spend the day repeating average hourly earnings are not the same thing as wages. Economists will also, like Cassandra, be ignored, even though obviously economists are always right. Wage growth, or more accurately wage cost growth, does matter a lot in the US at the moment. It is falling wage costs that are likely to push the Federal Reserve towards easing rates by the end of the year. However, average hourly earnings are an average. Increasing the number of low-paid jobs could lower average hourly earnings, even if everybody in work got a wage increase. The US labour market is a turbulent place these days. Notably, last month there was a sharp increase in the proportion of people taking more than one job in order to help deal with the negative real wage growth that's been experienced over the last two years. That sort of behaviour likely reduces average hourly earnings, as generally people who hold multiple jobs will find their second or third jobs are part-time and lower paid. At the same time, the high-profile job loss announcements in technology have not necessarily been implemented yet, and that increases average hourly earnings, or at least doesn't reduce it. For the employment numbers, though these will be revised significantly in the coming months, however, the central story is that smaller businesses, who matter most for employment, seem to be keeping their staff and the unemployment rate is unlikely to rise too much this year. There will be some increase in unemployment, but for the most part, consumers should have job security, even if they continue to experience relatively weak pay bargaining power. Meanwhile, financial markets will be assessing the aftermath of the UK and Euro area central bank decisions. The Bank of England is the easier of the two to assess because, despite the decision to raise rates being split 7-2, to the bank's presentation of the decision was coherent. The UK raised rates by 50 basis points essentially as an insurance against future inflation. There is a belief, though not a conviction, that inflation will be coming down quite suddenly in the coming months. This all sounds like a central bank that is close to the peak of its tightening cycle, and the message can also be read as raising the possibility of rate cuts before the end of the year. If inflation does fall rapidly, and it could fall faster than the bank forecasts if profit-led inflation starts to be attacked by consumers, then rate cuts are the logical response. Meanwhile, the European Central Bank offered a less coherent assessment of future policy. The rate increase of 50 basis points was as expected. ECB President Lagarde, who has said that forward guidance is a thing of the past, tried to give forward guidance by signalling another 50 basis point increase next time. Markets might need someone from the ECB to clarify the President's comments. The ECB began tightening policy later than the Anglo-Saxon central banks, and monetary policy has, to date, done all of the tightening. We still wait for quantitative policy measures to change. 
Moreover, it does not appear that Lagarde is offering especially strong leadership within the ECB. And in a faction-riven decision-making body of 22 people, that gives a momentum to existing policy direction, even if things should actually change. While markets might view ECB policy through the lens of Anglo-Saxon rates peaking, there is in fact a good chance that the ECB tightens for longer into the second quarter. Uh, The ECB survey of professional forecasters is also due out today. Completely and justifiably overshadowed by the US employment data, there will be some business sentiment opinion polls out in Europe. As media reporting has generally been upbeat in tone, this data should also be upbeat, but that doesn't really tell us anything about the pace of the slowdown of the euro area economy. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.